The ongoing drama of the Agriculture Department's efforts to relocate the headquarters for two of its research bureaus, well, there's a new chapter. Federal News Network learned earlier this week the Economic Research Service and the National Institute of Food and Agriculture are exploring whether their former employees might come back and consider working for the agency part-time. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco joins me now with the latest. Nicole, sounds like they're desperate for people because such a large number, such a large proportion of these several hundred employees said, no, we're not going, we're leaving. Yeah, well, it's unclear exactly how many ERS and NIFA employees are expected to make the move to Kansas City or if they're going to leave altogether. I mean, we know a couple things at this point. We know that as of USDA's last count that they would publicly uh, disclose in mid-July, 58% of employees who had received mandatory reassignment notices to Kansas City at the Economic Research Service had said, no thanks, and then 67% of the workforce declined those reassignments at NIFA. So we know that, you know, as of mid-July, a lot of them were expecting to leave. And then on top of that, we received some numbers from the USDA last week uh, related to the buyout issue, buyouts of $10,000 uh, versus perhaps something a little larger, like $25,000. And what we heard is that 43 ERS employees and 48 NIFA employees were eligible and had received buyout offers. So still, at the very least, it's a significant portion of the ERS and NIFA workforce that's expected to not be there as of September 30th. Yeah, they'll be like arriving in Kansas City without their baggage or something. Only half yeah. of the functionality is going to get there. All right, so what are the offers USDA is actually making to retirees? So we heard from one ERS retiree this week who said that a former supervisor had called to explore whether or not this person would be perhaps interested in returning to ERS at the same rate of pay on a part-time basis, so 20 hours a week, and performing the same jobs more or less that these retirees had done before they had retired. And another interesting piece to this is that the retirees had apparently been told that they would be asked to report to the USDA South Building in Washington, D.C. through the end of 2019. And then they could have they could telework in 2020, which is interesting because telework is not actually guaranteed for the ERS or NIFA employees who had received those mandatory reassignment notices and maybe weren't quite sure what to do. And if they have to report to the South Building of USDA in Washington, which is a really nifty place to get to at rush hour, mm -hmm. to or from, then that presumes that they have retired and they're still in the area. It does presume that. And actually, I spoke with uh, Steve Crutchfield. He's a former ERS assistant administrator who said that he thinks he's probably out of the running for this because he has moved to Seattle and the agency likely knows that. Um, but, you know, other... ERS and NIFA employees are in the area, and I spoke with two current employees who are still at these agencies at this point, and they said, yes, our supervisors have been uh, saying that they were going to start calling some former retirees. It's also important to note that USDA did confirm this. When I asked them about it, they said utilizing reemployed annuitants is one component of the department's long-term strategy to maintain the continuity of ERS and NIFA's work. Yeah, and they can't go back too far. I mean, if someone was uh, came to work in the era before hybrid corn, they may not be you know current enough to come back to work. 
Yeah, that's a good point. And it's something that Crutchfield, when I asked him just generally, would re-employed annuitants be able to come back to work and really ease back into some of the, the work or jobs that they were performing before they retired? And he says, for the most part, yes, they probably still have contacts. They probably still have a network of people, but they might not be as up to date on, let's say, the poultry market or the current poultry market uh, today as maybe they were when they worked for the agency. So things like that would be a potential learning curve. He said at ERS anyway, there was a really um, a collaborative team work environment. And so new people would be coming in again on a part time basis, which he said he doubted whether or not some of these retirees would really be able to make an impact on a part-time 20-hour-a-week basis. But teamwork is a big piece of the the current work that these employees do. Another piece of this is that a lot of these employees who are leaving have been there decades. Crutchfield himself says that he had been there 30 years at least, and a lot of people have been there for a long time. And so it'll be difficult for USDA to replace some of that institutional knowledge, expertise sure. with people who might be out of the game for a couple of years. We're speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. And there's the other issue on the people that are are leaving, and that is the takeaway, the take off the table of the size of the buyouts that they were offered by USDA. 25000 then later USDA said, well, so many of you did this, we can only offer you 10000 Not sitting too well on Capitol Hill, is it? It's not sitting too well on Capitol Hill. And I think there was a group of Maryland and Virginia senators, all four of them, and they had a series of what I thought were really good questions for USDA. Because at this point, I'm not sure there's much Congress can do to stop this. Employees are moving. We've already heard about current ERS and NIFA employees who have already made the move, a handful or so. They're hiring new people in Kansas City. So I'm not sure that they're going to be able to physically say, that's it. This is done. We're starting over. Instead, that leaves them to ask a series of questions. And so they asked, how long had you been preparing for the possibility of buyouts? Why didn't you inform employees earlier uh, when they applied in mid-July that there's a potential that some of these buyouts could be smaller than the $25,000 that most expect? And they also asked, how much have you budgeted for these buyouts and from what budget authority? And I think that's really interesting because this goes back to the issue that the inspector general raised a month or so ago about where some of the funding is coming from to actually carry out this move. And we do know that that NIFA at least had received about $6 million or so to for relocation purposes, but other than that, it's kind of unclear where this is coming from. It is important to note, though, that USDA wholeheartedly disagrees with that concept uh-huh. that they need to inform Congress if they're going to move funding around. And so this is really, I think, it's a contentious contentious issue here. I guess if they felt strongly about it, the senators could go along with a reprogramming of some of the budget. If I mean, we're not talking big dollars here. No, and especially after taxes, $10,000 is not going to be much. And I think it's also important to note that Democrats and Republicans have debated the issue. Should we raise buyout, the maximum buyout payment that we can offer to $40,000? The Defense Department actually offers that today, but Congress has been unable to uh, secure that for civilian agencies. And on the other hand, the Agriculture Department was not looking for a riff in the Economic Research Service and in NIFA. 
And so I guess technically they could have said, well, since we're not doing a reduction in force, we don't have to buy anybody out. That's the point that they have made before, actually, Tom. They say that, you know, we didn't have to give you anything and we didn't have to give you the maximum $25,000 amount. Interestingly enough, though, the Maryland and Virginia senators who wrote to Secretary Sonny Perdue mentioned and they reference a report that Congress, I think, had done on this issue that said the maximum buyout or the average buyout uh, that most employees had received between 2012 and 2017 was around twenty-four to $25,000, so right up to the edge of that max uh, buyout amount that most people receive. And frankly, $25,000, depending on where you are in your career, is not that much. Right. I mean, that won't offset the loss of annuity power that you would have. So maybe the best bet is to try to find other federal employment somewhere in Washington. That's exactly what many of these employees are doing. And in fact, some already have found new positions. However, you can't accept a buyout and look for another right. job in the U.S. government at the same time. And if you get another job in the government, you have to give that $10,000 or however much back. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks for that update. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. 